We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the bat pulse. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we're going to start off with some genre-related news. Earlier this week, the Cartoon Art Museum observed the 35th anniversary of the facility having been established. For those of you who may be unfamiliar, the Cartoon Art Museum is a California art museum that specializes in the art of comics and cartoons. It is the only museum in the western United States dedicated to the preservation and exhibition of all forms of cartoon art. Boasting a permanent collection of 6,000 original works, the museum also features a complete research library facility. Over its history, the museum has produced over 100 exhibitions and 20 publications examining the diversity of cartoon art in comics, graphic novels, book illustration, animation, and more. Museum curator Andrew Farrago has been a guest on the radio show as well as the television version of Fantastic Forum. You can check out a special feature from episode 57 on the Fantastic Forum website at fantasticforum.tv. The museum has reopened after a hiatus in its new home on Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. You can learn more by visiting the website at cartoonart.org. Facilities like this deserve the continuing support of fandom, and I hope you'll make it your business to visit their website and contribute generously today. The season finale of Watchmen drew 1.6 million total viewers across all of HBO's platforms, and the show's highest total viewership to date was set with that last episode. Overall, according to uh, HBO, the word of mouth hit is currently averaging over 7 million viewers per episode. Season one was executive produced and written by Damon Lindelof. No word yet on whether the show will return for a second season, and Lindelof has said in interviews that he'd likely not be in charge for season two. His quote, I am deeply, profoundly appreciative for how well received the season has been up until now, and I don't want to feel like I'm ungrateful, but I still don't have any inclination whatsoever to continue the story. More news on Watchmen as it becomes available. Valiant Comics has announced a new Exo Man of War series launching in March 2020. The book will be written by Dennis Hopeless Hallam. I, I had never heard of that either. <laughs> I'm like, Hopeless Hallam? What in the heck is this? Um, and, uh, you know, Hallam... Uh, is the writer of uh, Star Wars Darth Vader Dark Visions 
if you're uh, familiar with that uh, or not. Uh, it's going to be drawn by uh, Emilio Lizo, who's known for his work on Spider-Man uh, Velocity, which was also written by Hallam. Exo Man of War number one will be in stores on March 25th, 2020, featuring colors by Ruth Redman, letters by Hassan Atzmain Alau, and covers by Christian Ward, Jeff Dekel, Rod Rice, Greg Smallwood, and Raul Allen. You can see some advanced pages from the book on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Fantastic Forum. And while you're there, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Something else you can check out on the Facebook page is the new trailer from DC Animation for Red Sun from the popular Elseworld story in which Superman's rocket landed in Soviet Russia rather than Kansas. The cartoon is due out in early 2020. Amazon announced the casting of actress Morfred Clark in its upcoming Lord of the Rings series. She's currently appearing in HBO's His Dark Materials in a prominent role. Clark will be portraying a young Galadriel, character played famously by Kate Blanchett in the Peter Jackson movie adaptations. The series will be produced by Amazon Studios in cooperation sorry, in cooperation, huh, with the Tolkien Estate and Trust, HarperCollins, and New Line Cinema, and will explore new storylines that take place prior to The Fellowship of the Ring. And Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker earned $40 million in Thursday preview showings in the United States. Internationally, the movie has debuted in 46 markets, including the United Kingdom, Russia, Australia, Brazil, and Mexico. The first two days have seen it earn a strong $59.1 million in the international box office. The final chapter in the Star Wars saga is poised to open as the number one movie at this weekend's domestic box office, with projections as high as 200 million. So uh, there you have it. And uh, we're going to be talking about the rise of Skywalker and more on today's episode. So uh, first, allow me to introduce my guest panelists today. Joining me here, uh, I have uh, the person who I absolutely could not do the show without, the uh, wonderful, incredible Shereen Nicole. Hello. And uh, we also have uh, somebody else that I really couldn't do the show without. Uh, he is Julian Lytle. Hello. Yeah. And uh, let's see, I think we even have uh, Mike Lunsford <laughs> who is joining us. Mike, have I got you there? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. I was hoping that we did, man, because, you know, it's uh, some of that technical stuff we got going on today. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, uh, now, I, I in uh, full disclosure, I wasn't sure uh, that Mike was uh, going to be ready and going to be on, um, mainly because uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to have 
been on the diner for the Great Geek Refuge yesterday night. Although I wasn't on time. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, oh, here's tit for tat. I know Mike's not like that, but you know, I couldn't say a damn thing if he did. So I wasn't uh, gonna pay you back, man. That's messed up. <laughs> I didn't expect you would. I didn't expect you would, but you know, had something happened, I couldn't have said a damn thing, as the expression goes. Anyway, so look. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and and this is one of those movies because you know sometimes uh, if you if if you don't get to the advanced screening, then uh, there's no guarantee that everybody that's on the show has seen this movie. You know these things come out. You know I remember there was that movie where uh, like what was it? Uh, young Will Smith uh, and old Will Smith. And uh, yes, thank you. I could not have come up with that to save my life. And so um, I had I had seen the uh, the preview, but then there were people who hadn't seen that movie, and I'm like, yeah, you know. So anyway. But uh, with with uh, my point is with this particular movie, oh my goodness, there is absolutely no question that everybody has seen this movie. <laughs> there is there is no doubt that everybody has has seen it. So um, and in fact, I I had to work. I didn't make it to the screening. But uh, then on uh, Thursday, sorry, I guess it was yeah yeah Thursday night. Uh, I. Um, and the only reason I'll say this is because, well, no, I'm not even going to say that. But, um, yeah, I went out and I caught the midnight show on Thursday night. And, yeah, you know, I hey, but it, it is what it is. So I'm, I'm curious, though, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, Mike, since uh, he is a real true believer. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> we're going to ask you first. What did you okay. what did you think of this movie? So have you ever gone out to a restaurant? <laughs> where you got a portion size that was just huge. Like you get like your favorite meal. You get like chicken parmesan. That's that's my favorite. Chicken parmesan and spaghetti and you're like that is a like gigantic serving. There's no way that I'm going to be able to eat all of this like right now. And you still end up eating it anyways and you're like god that was too much. That's how this movie felt. Like it was so densely packed. There was so much going on. It was so it was like at a breakneck speed. But I other than, like, if I really wanted to, like, nitpick it to death, I didn't have really any problems with it. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Because every time I go into a Star Wars movie and I sit down and they and you see that Star Wars pop up on the screen and the music is blaring and, and you get the scroll across the screen, like, I, I feel like I'm a little kid all over again. And, like, I, I don't go in there hypercritical. I, I just sit back and I watch it kind of play out. And... I just, I really enjoyed myself. I had a good time. Like, I thought there was a lot of stuff. By the way, are we allowed to talk about spoilers, or are we keeping this spoiler oh, free? Uh, yeah. If, if you are listening, and you have not seen this movie, be warned, because there will be spoilers. In fact, okay. uh, we need to make sure that we throw that spoiler warning out with some frequency for anybody who might be adjusting their dial. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have no compunction against talking yeah. about the actual uh, it, plot, story, events of uh, Rosebud is the Sled, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed it. And I, I know that the new crop of movies has caused a lot of hate and dissension from the fan base. And I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. Um, Fantastic for, uh, Forum alum and GGR alum James Rambo said this perfectly. The people who hate Star Wars the most are Star Wars fans. 
Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it, it boggles my mind that people walk into these movies with their arms crossed, waiting to be disappointed, looking for reasons to be mad. And like, I'm the exact opposite. Like, I'm just looking for a good time. You know, <laughs> like I want this to be fun and it mm. is. And I'm not going to waste my any of my time or energy on trying to figure out why they hate something they claim to love, why they insist on complaining endlessly about tiny plot points or facets of the storyline that are ultimately ludicrous arguments. I, I don't care why you hate it. I don't care what issues you had. I don't care if this is an abomination or whatever hyperbole you want to come up with. I liked this damn movie, and I'm not going to waste another second on this review feeding trolls. It's just not worth my time because I've loved Star Wars since I was six years old. It's just something that's that's part of me. Now, granted, if the storyline was was hackneyed and it was horrible and cobbled together, I would be like, yeah, this could have been better. But I'm, it's still Star Wars. But you probably I, still love it. <laughs> it's it's. I've used the analogy a million times on your show. It's like pizza, man. Even when it's bad, it's still good. Mm. Not this mm. square cafeteria pizza. Hey, well, you know what? When you were in when you were in elementary school, man, that that stuff was a whole lot better than than some of the other stuff that was out there. Not and California like, pizza, Lord. <laughs> you know, I I can't argue with that. It was always a good day if it was pizza day, you know, in the cafeteria. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I Real... come from a gourmand family. <laughs> I do I do want to state though that I have I have plenty of friends who have not liked the new movies. I have plenty of people who have not enjoyed them and have had legitimate arguments about the things that they didn't like. And that's perfectly fine. It's all of the nonsensical stuff that I can't deal with. A perfect example is the toxic stuff I can't stand. There was a guy, I I kid you not, these were his exact words. I can't believe in Last Jedi that Poe got in trouble for not following orders. It's a rebellion. You're not supposed to follow orders. (laughs) You're not serious right now, are you? Like you're what? Like it's that's the kind of stuff you see. Like and it just It's anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... Yeah, I, I won't engage any of that nonsense. But when people are like, hey, well, what about this? They just completely tossed out all of this continuity. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. I'm, I'm fully happy to engage in that kind of conversation. But the non the nonsense, the to- toxicity, I, I don't have time for it. Hmm. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA, 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington, streaming online at WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and Mike Lunsford. We are talking about the latest, the greatest movie from (laughs) J.J. Abrams. It is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And if you haven't seen it, well, you don't want to listen to us because uh, we are uh, giving out some spoilers here. So, um, uh, Julian, I'm going to ask you next. But the one thing I'm going to throw out here before that I do, because I, I appreciate, Mike, what you were saying about all this stuff that was packed in to this movie. I enjoyed it, but and I didn't, you know, because I didn't actually get to the um, preview screening, uh, you know, for, for critics. I didn't review it. Um, I can tell you, if I did, um, using my four-star scale, I'd give this movie two and a half stars. Um, it was it was very ordinary to me, and uh, you know there was nothing wrong with it, but there was nothing particularly right with it either, you know. And uh, now, if you really, well, I mean, you know, and of all the things they they were trying to fix, and I had to laugh because. Chewie finally got a medal. <laughs> that was 
that was so great. I enjoyed that so much. Like, it was so satisfying. But, well, like, uh, you know, I, I felt like it was pandering. I'm like, oh, you waited until now to give Chewie a damn medal? Really? You should have fixed that up in Return of the Jedi or something like that. That sounds like the Oscars. Absolutely right. It's pandering, but it was awesome. <laughs> well, okay. But here, that is how the Oscars work. Sometimes well, the younger generation is like, yo, y'all was bugging. <laughs> give, give them Karen their flowers. Karen only got yeah. two Oscars. One of them mm. was like an honorary. Mm. Spike Lee just got an Oscar. Just. Come on. Yeah. And, and now things. we're mad at him. He got an Oscar when we're mad. Okay, carry on. Yeah, Chewie well, deserved his reward. His oh, no, look, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he didn't deserve <laughs> it, but, you know, I mean, this was kind of messed up because, you know, this was jo- Jonas uh, to um, Tamo who got this one, that, not uh, Peter Mayhew. That's the you know? point the of the film is that this film is about the fans. There it is. Well, that's true. That's and true. that's all this film is about. All J.J. Abrams wanted to do, and China Mievo made this point, mm-hmm. he talked about the difference between, who was it? I think it was maybe, hmm, J.J. Abrams and maybe Joss Whedon? And it was funny because China Mievo's point was reversed. He was saying Josh Whedon feels like he does it for the fans and J.J. Abrams feels like he's kind of smug, like, oh, those fans will like this. But I think somehow over the years since Mievo mm-hmm. said that was mm-hmm. maybe 15 years ago, mm-hmm. it's reversed. And now J.J. Abrams seems to be doing everything for the fans. Hmm. Well, and this that's time what it's the- because he is a fan. This is this is he's he's me. Well, this is JJ. Oh, this would have well, been me directing this movie. My, my but JJ point, Abrams is a huge Star Wars person. Yeah, so and he I, loves I, I Star think. Wars. No, that's true. And and that was why I was optimistic when they first announced that he was going to uh, be in charge of the Force Awakens. Because I mean, because as opposed to Star Trek, which he had actually never seen, he liked Star Wars, and so I felt that he would have more of an affinity no for that. No man should have that much power over two universes. Well, I think <laughs> that he did as bad a job as he did with Star Trek. He did a good job with Star. Wars. And no, that's I, what he was making. He made a fan film. That's all this is. And I yeah. think that the reason critics are getting all upset and everything, I'll make this point and I'll... No, because, no, no, it's fine. But is because they were like, we want a film. And J.J. Abrams was like, nah, I just want to wrap up the Skywalker saga in a really fun way that Star Wars families can enjoy. And I'm the third yeah. option. Well, well, what's the third option? Where was there ever a film? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that one. that that is third, that is a third act. Yeah, that is a valid <laughs> criticism. No, my, what I was going to say was, if you really want to, all right, then this is the thing. As much stuff as they packed into there, um, my pet peeve with Star Wars. Uh, and I just felt like the you know you had some people who were particularly deserving. If you played a part like an Anthony Daniels or a Dave Prowse or a Kenny Baker, God rest his soul, I wish they had shown your face. And that's what you could have done. You could have put, you could have superimposed Kenny Baker in somebody. You could have shown Dave Prowse. Anthony Daniels could have been somebody else. He could have been like a bridge officer on one of these ships. Show their faces. Ooh, These wait, guys have been guy? doing... Wait, hmm? who's the other but, guy you said? Which one? 
don't know. I know there's the C3PO guy. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Anthony, that's Daniels. Anthony Daniels. Daniels. And the Chewy guy, right? Yeah. Well, no. Well, 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 Chewy is Peter Mayhew. Oh, then and he was another one. Wait, Kenny, Kenny Baker was R2D2, and Dave Prowse was Darth Vader. R2D2 a robot. That's all I care about. Well, you knew Anthony Daniels was a robot too. Keep on putting him out there because he's in the suit. It's like I know who Jim Henson was and Frank Oz. Guess what? I know they could have They could have shown all of them, as far as I'm concerned. You show all of these people's faces. Okay. You know, first time I saw Frank Oz was in Trading Places, which I you just saw again this week, and I thought it was a pretty good movie. I'm rude right now. Wait, you I'm never seen Trading Places? I'm going to be real rude, and I'm going to say, I have a real problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just saw Trading Places? <laughs> no, no, I just saw it again. Oh, okay, well, I was oh no, like, I had, I had absolutely <laughs> seen Trading Places. I think he's about to snatch your geek card. I think he has nothing to do with geek, though. No, I did, absolutely. I'm a hater, yeah. so it's like. He's about to cut your card. I'm like, no, you I, seen the Star Wars. You ain't seen no trade places talk about the money. No, I, I again, <laughs> again, I, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's totally <laughs> off the track. Hadn't seen it in a long time. It was on, and I sat down and was watching it, and I had forgotten how entertaining a little movie that was. It's an entertaining you know? movie. It's about class. Yes, it's it is. Money. Yes, it is. And it's and it it, it but hits yeah. all these points. You know. I, you know, I had the Dukes explain commodities to me. Anyway, though, yes. So, Shireen, you had actual issues I had with actual the movie. Issues. But, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Because I know Julian, I was going to say, first, yeah, because yeah. he had some, I mean, Julian, yeah, you a hater. <laughs> you a I'm hater, a, man. I was publicly described, <laughs> known, considered Star Wars hater. Bring it. Bring but, it. I think I'm the only one who generally likes this movie. <gasps> I don't think you're the only no, one. No, 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 no. Like I ain't got no issues with it. Oh, okay. Well, like everything worked. It was it fast. It was fast. Yes. I don't want to deal with no, no extra thoughts. No pandering to the force. This is the. This is the. This is like what the fifteenth movie. Not counting TV shows and stuff. <laughs> nah, I don't want y'all talking about nothing. <laughs> We had Ray getting busy. There was mad fights. A <laughs> lot mm-hmm. of ships. Mm-hmm. And yeah. guess what? Guess what happened? What happened? Finn got character progression. Thank goodness. And Wasn't there was nice? other yeah. black people. It's not just one black person per Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, no. It was so, and there were older and younger black people because yeah. we proceed. Space Harriet Tubman was out there. Ooh, she was out there freeing <laughs> the other stormtroopers. Space <laughs> she was right with my man fit on this ship. You know what I'm saying? It's like she was ride or die too. Yeah. Like, like Fast and Furious, they was like, yo, we gotta blow this ship up. We gotta she do was it. We free gonna die. Stormtroopers. Yeah, Space Harriet. I yeah, understood that's what, what he meant. <laughs> I, I, I'm not well, it took new. Me a second. It took me a second. Oh no, I I just don't agree. You probably with understood. <laughs> you probably understood quicker than I did. Y'all out there, right? And yeah. she met Billy D. Billy D. still got a perm all this time. Yeah, He's fine. Billy D. You know? Williams. Why would he change his hair now? I'm just saying it's good to see that <laughs> that Lando Carissa still got the process going after so many years. It's not a process anymore. It's a blowout. It's healthy. Lando got the dream in his hair. <laughs> That's a I, I thought his, I thought his hair was just like that. That scene when, he, when they're asking him, they're like, oh, so you, you know about this Wayfinder thing? He was like, shh. Shoot, I was with Luke when we were looking for it. I was like, right, he is smooth as hell. He's, He's like, hey, so smooth. Lay of my love. I was like, oh, Lando. Oh, oh Lando. Yeah. That's right, oh, Lando. That's a meme. Oh, Lando. Yeah, and, and then he went and got us a Colt 45. <laughs> you got his shit back. Let me, let me tell you, Lando's edges is still great. 
Smooth. And he got his shit back. Immature was out there flying his ship. Really you know, he really see. did. And Han is dead, so now it's, it's like, my it's my ship. ship. <laughs> it's, it was really good to see. And see, that's the point of this movie. Mm-hmm. That is the point of this movie. This movie wasn't made to be a film. It wasn't made for critical assessment. It was made to wrap up this Skywalker's, um, the Skywalker saga and mm-hmm. to make people happy. Because what it did... And I love Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. He's a wonderful filmmaker. But. I'll take brick any day you throw it at me. Knives Ew. can come out. Loop come me up, okay? Yeah. But. I knew there was a but in there. But Ryan Johnson needs his own universe to play in because he didn't really play by the rules of the Star Wars universe. So be mad at me if you want to send tweet. But. What's really great about what J.J. Abrams did with this movie is he returned it to its origins. It's a Star Wars movie, and it has within it everything that you want in a Star Wars movie. The action-adventure, the humor, the balance. It was a return to the duality, which is what these films have always been about. The duality of good versus evil and finding balance within those things. Yoda been told you, right? So that's what this film is about. It's about the sheer joy of the Star Wars universe. And that's why all the callbacks and the Easter eggs and the returns were supposed to give you joy. And much like Mike said, let it go and go in there and receive the joy. Yeah. Did I feel like it was jam-packed? I felt like it was a 1950s action adventure. The same the same origins as in Indiana Jones, which you could see the bones there, and that's what it's supposed to be. That's Let what it he planned be for. That. It. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Let it be that. My problem. Mm-hmm. One of the few I have with it. I mean, I didn't come out going, "Oh my God, the best thing ever." I came out going, "I'm satisfied." You know what I mean? Like, mm. okay, I can deal with that ending. I'm satisfied. I didn't particularly care for Ray going. Ray Skywalker is like get out. That's some daggone corn. I I know, but it, for me it was like I like corn, but not that much corn. That's too much corn. <laughs> you for ain't me. Skywalker. You dude. ain't a Skywalker. No, Just no. be you. I would have really preferred if she'd have said proudly. Palpatine, or well, or just Ray. Gosh darn it! Well, because what you need a surname for? That's the patriarch. It's space. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so, on top of that, she went to the Lars farm. <laughs> it's like, which ain't got nothing to do with Skywalker. It's like, oh, he just he just grew up there is all that was. Well, that's fine. But that's, you know, I mean, that was for us. She could have yeah. said, I'm right. That was for us. Be kind of that would have been She could have said that, too. But, that would have made I mean, more it sense. was just, it was, yeah, save some of day. that coin. You know what I mean? That's, that's, you know what I, that's artificial cheese. But you know what he, I really liked about that, though? And, yeah. I, and I'm sorry to, to cut you off here with that, but I really liked that it was it was symbolic in a way. It's your past doesn't define you. You choose who you are, and you choose what you represent. And you represent the, the symbolism, the hope that comes with being a Skywalker, that you're associated with Luke, you're associated with Leia, you're this thing of hope, instead of being having to try to explain to people, yeah, yeah, like Emperor Palpatine, I know, no, 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 but I'm not like him. Like, no, it's just like, it, it's you're choosing who you're going to stand for in, instead of being forced with the past that you didn't have anything to do with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- well, okay. All right. It, l- let me just say this mm-hmm. because um, you know, I and I had I had my issues. Although, but I didn't get to my other. I'm issue. sorry. What's your other issue? My other issue is as much as I like Space Mary Fields, not Harriet Tubman. 
I'm sick of with space here because people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, whatever. I got history with me. Call me Orlando Jones. But what I liked, (laughs) but what what I, what I, 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 as much as, listen, I love black women because she is I and I am she. Mm -hmm. But that spot that, that Jenna took was really Rose Tycho's spot. And I don't understand the tragic and ridiculous underuse of Rose Tycho. That's what I wanted to talk about some more. Like, they just totally sidelined her character for no reason. This woman got run off of Twitter for y'all, and y'all couldn't give her some kind of role in this final movie? I I kind of had the feeling that that was probably part of the reason that she had such a paltry role. That sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. And there was more than just a little pandering to uh, butthurt fanboys in that, you know? And, I mean, that's because... Wasn't Ryan Johnson going to come back for this movie and then no. he would know he wasn't? No, so. that, was, that was never a thing? Was the be plan a originally person, was yeah. J.J. for the first one, Ryan Johnson for the second one, and Colin Trevorrow for the third one. Oh, and right. Trevorrow mm. backed out and uh, they, they panicked and they were like, J.J., you want to do it real quick? And he jumped in and took mm-hmm, over. Yeah. Well, you know, with the track record of the incredibly derivative Force Awakens, uh, <laughs> you know, behind him. And, you know, that movie... I, and I'll tell you what, I, I absolutely did not care for that movie. It's a rehash. You know, it, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's totally derivative. I mean, basically, and more so than I thought, because, I mean, basically, every one of the main beats in Star Wars, episode four, new, exactly. Is in and, that movie. Yeah. yeah and I, you know, I haven't seen it. I think I've seen the movie like twice, but my kid was watching it the other day, and I realized another one, because it was like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. BB-8 has got something hidden. I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you hid something in the droid. Damn, that's another one. You know, it was like, like I said, the whole it was the the the, the return of the Death Star thing was what got me. And Super in fact, Death Star. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, exactly. I going in, going. Let me tell you something. Going into that movie because I was mad when they were doing it again in Return of the Jedi. I'm like, really. Another Death Star, but going into uh, Force Awakens, I was like, if they're building a fleet, because the only thing I thought, well, maybe if they're building a fleet of Death Stars, I'm gonna be mad, and that was basically Star Killer Base. It's like, oh, there you it's have like it. the yeah, might as well but, be a fleet of Death Stars. But let me Star. say, the importance mm. of Janna was that what they were establishing is a new order of the Jedi. That that was the whole point of Finn and Janna and those yes. storms. Black Jedi's baby. Yes. Yeah. A whole new order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so they got some place to go, and I liked how they left that dangling too, where she's like, "I don't know where I'm from," and you know, let's find Lando's out. Like, yeah, let's find out. That's right, baby. <laughs> yeah. God, Godfather Lando was like, "We gonna get you right, baby." You know, ben, come over yeah. here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, um, that musical cue <laughs> means that it's time for us to take a short break because, of course. Fantastic Forum is coming to you via WERA, which is a community radio station. And that means, among other things, that we rely on you, our listeners, uh, to keep us on the air, where we have been transmitting since 2015, January, sorry, December 6th of 2015. So look, I'm going to step aside for a moment, uh, but we'll be right back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA. 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. We are Arlington. We are your 
community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I am joined today by Mike Lunsford and Julian Lytle and Shireen Nicole. And uh, we are talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which just opened in theaters technically yesterday, but uh, it's actually been going since uh, Thursday. It made $40 million in the United States on Thursday alone, and um, apparently, uh, let's see here, so um, could earn as much as $200 million over the weekend, and uh, it's certainly going to be the uh, number one box office hit. Now, uh, the only place, because it's it's made $59.1 million overseas, uh, having opened in um, the United Kingdom and in Russia and in Australia and Brazil and Mexico. Uh, apparently, it had a lousy Chinese opening. It only made a paltry $3.6 million I can tell in you China. Yeah. yeah, there must be a reason. It is called It Man 4. <laughs> oh, It Man 4 came out. And you know what's more interesting than them glow sticks and robes in them? They're actual mythical legends of real people who yeah. allow amazing things. Mm. Like It Man and his most famous student, mm. Bruce Lee. Mm. Yeah. That movie's amazing. Well, there is you it? go. And in fact, I, I saw something on social media where you were talking up It Man. Uh, in fact, I believe you described it. As the most important film of, series, oh, okay, one sorry. of the most one of the most important franchises, film of, the franchises of the decade. Yes, you know. So anyway, but high Wing praise, Chung Kung Fu, high praise, certainly. You know, um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, all that stuff about uh, how much money this thing is going to make and and all of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so back to talking about the movie. Oh, and by the way, if you have not seen it. You probably don't want to listen to this show because I get the feeling there are going to be even more spoilers here in the second half of the show. So, um, in fact, I'm getting ready to loose one here now. And uh, it, it's it, the reason that I, I say this particular one is because this movie has a very hopeful tone. And, Shireen, you had mentioned uh, during some comments that you made in the first half of the show... Uh, about how this was a movie for the fans. And uh, I absolutely agree. But one of the things that has always fascinated me about Star Wars are the philosophical aspects to it, uh, particularly the philosophy of the Jedi. Because, um, you know, when Yoda was talking about you know, anger, fear, aggression, you know, these things lead to the dark side of the Force and uh, the dark sides of our human nature. And uh, so much so, I mean, you know, because, in fact, something else Yoda said, and I'm not going to do the Yoda voice again, but something else he said was, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Um, you know, and, and the fact that uh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, was able to be uh, redeemed, I thought was significant. Nobody expect, you know, I mean... Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Yoda, I mean, they were like, nah, he done. <laughs> There's no coming back for this guy. We know what he did. He killed younglings. There's no coming back. He also um, killed me. <laughs> well, I think, think Obi-Wan believed there was hope. Because yeah. when you get to the end of the, you know, Revenge of the Sith, Yoda didn't already admit it, like, yo, we messed up. Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, 
Yeah, we messed up. But you know who might got the real answers? Well, yeah, but that was my revenge. man taken. Yeah, that, that my was, man Liam Neeson's yeah, though. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that's Revenge of the Sith though. I mean, by Star Wars, A New Hope, and you know, Empire. In fact, what was it? He's more machine now than man, twisted and evil. You know. Yeah, but, that's yeah, true. but, but yeah, but um, but my point is that the whole philosophy of uh, the Jedi is because I'll tell you what, Empire Strikes Back. Luke and Darth Vader fighting, I wouldn't even have ignited my saber first, okay? It was like, oh, you ain't, you know, you're looking for a fight here. And um, I think this is relevant today because I hear people expressing these really angry feelings about the current political climate. And, you know, I hear people say, oh, don't you hate this guy? And I'm like, no, I don't hate him. I don't even know him. You know, I mean, do I dislike the things that he's done? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think, uh, you know, and I could go, but the point is, I don't have hatred in my heart for the individual. And I think that this is real substantial because the way that um, Ben Solo got redeemed in this movie, you know, I mean, after all the stuff that happened, and there was a lot of people who were ready to hate him, you know, on account of, wow, you killed Han Solo and, and all of that. Um, but I, I liked the way that well first that ray you know after because i mean i was thinking i i heard they fought and there was an absolute winner and then something surprising happens you know is one of the reviews that i read and so as i'm sitting there and i'm like well what's gonna does that mean that um uh and what what's the guy's what what's his uh sith name Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, thank oh, you. Oh, the fact that you yes. call him Ben Solo, I'm like, oh, that's young Kylo right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't remember Kylo Ren. He got Ren. a own game yeah. called the Knights of Ren. <laughs> yeah, how about you see the Knights of Ren, too? Let but, me tell you, can I just say, yeah. that demented Kintsugi that they did with that, <laughs> with his helmet, you know. Oh, what, that one of the knights who had the... No, the, not one of no. the knights, what Kylo Ren did. When they put it back together, it's, yeah. It's oh, Kintsugi, yeah. it's a Japanese art, you know, oh, of okay. putting mm-hmm. things together with um, with gold, repairing what is broken with gold. But mm-hmm. what they did was a real demented version of it with his helmet. Yeah, and like because Yeah, and that, because <laughs> there's so much samurai movie in Star Wars, mm-hmm. I giggled the entire time. <laughs> I kept going, that's hilarious. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I, you know, and I mean, because all of that plays into what happened with him. So, because um, I, I, I was thinking, wow, does this mean that he's going to beat her? And then, so, you know, but then, I mean, she won, but then she was gracious. She's like, she, now I'm going to heal you. Nah, nah. She didn't win. The, the whole nah, thing it wasn't she like lost. That. It was, she, yeah. Because she fell to the dark side. Well... well it was, and it was the most no, Joseph no. Campbell part of <laughs> the entire movie. He Lay literally up. died and came back a new person. Well, because no, well, well he wasn't that, dead. Oh, well, okay, he wait. wasn't dead. But this yeah, is then, what yeah. happened. He was infected by the good side of the force. His mom was like, he I'm was out. infected. And, yeah. I, and I thought yeah, she gave her that life. was a little. Yeah. Ah, let's not talk about that. I I, I, I thought that was convenient. I'm not a big fan of convenient storytelling. They ran out I'm of like, footage. She said his name. That right. Yeah. She said his name. And oh, they had and we're quite done. A bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and you could tell where the CG kicked in, but that was a little lame for me. But what she was CG part of her. Yeah, there were scenes, but what was um, what I found to be really cool is that everything again when you're talking about the the themes or the philosophy of the Jedi and of Star Wars again it's about that duality 
it's it's really black and white in yeah. the main oh, yeah. in the main Skywalker saga. When you get the Mandalorian and Rogue One and Rebels, you're getting into your grays, right? The, the people without powers. You're getting to your grays, but yes. But yeah, when you got when powers, you got that, you're good or you're evil. In the main Star Wars, the main Skywalker saga, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. It, check Freddie Prince; he'll explain it to you. But <laughs> but what happens here is she infects him. She reinfects him with the the good of the Force. But if she oh, was wait. having this crisis of her own, See, but I the crisis ended when she decided to save him because the dark side does not save. No. So the minute that you use your power to heal, and that's also what happened to Palpatine, by the way. The minute that, the minute he absorbed them in the state that they were in, he began to weaken all of that, which was, it's, it, gosh, it was, he was reinfected into a point where his mind cleared, his fear cleared. And he was able to make a choice, and he made a different choice this time around. Wait a minute. We're Wait, talking about ben, ben or oh, okay. See, I, mean, I took it different. I took it the point that Leia saved both of them. Well, her, her, she gave up her life to push them both out of that space, which is why she did it. See, and it was both like, oh, I'm with Julian oh, on that one. Yeah. No, because oh, and Ray like, didn't hear, hear Leia. I mean, she, she could have heard no, it she through felt, Ben. When she does that look, she's like, I know Leia just She went. felt Leia yeah. die. She did not feel Leia do the stop. But that's what that's what redeemed her. That's what broke her from the dark side because she killed Kylo. And when she felt Leia die, she was like, oh, God. And she realized what Leia had done. See, that she had reached out to Ben because Ben I had said earlier. Way. Like after after uh, after Ray had that lightning thing and and um, Kylo was like, you oh, can't yeah, go back she was, now. She was blasting dark yeah. side. Yes, yes. Darkness. Like, you can't yeah, go back but now. in that, that was, scene, mm-hmm. she was in a fog when she stabbed him. She wasn't really yeah. stabbing him. No. She was stabbing the the imagery that she was seeing. That was the anger. That was the fear. That, that was, was the, yeah. That, so that wasn't was dark side. Yeah. That mm-hmm. wasn't him. She didn't kill him because she didn't stab him purposefully. So I, Leia I, Leia stopped her son, mm-hmm. not Ray. I see. I what see. happened to Ray was she was in a fog. The act of actually being accountable for the death is what snapped her out of it. Mm-hmm. And then she remembered who she was, and that's when she heals him. And through healing him, putting them good midichlorians in him, he started to remember. Oh, don't who start he talking was. about no midichlorians. I love some damn midichlorians. That's delightful. I think it's delightful. It's like the mycelial network. Give it to me. I love it. So that's my take on it. And later, when when uh, you guys, I'm so sorry for these spoilers. I don't like to spoil things for y'all, but but I'm on a roll. That's <laughs> no, only she, people who've listened. <laughs> when 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 Palpatine does what he does to the two of them, it was his undoing because you can't absorb energy without absorbing intent. So when he oh I'm getting I'm getting young. Ugh, he also was getting healed, which meant it weakened all of that evil energy that he had been propagated with for all those years. Oh, see, Ooh. I took it as that Ooh. like way long ago Again, episode three, the baddest Jedi alive whooped his ass until that little punk old Anakin rolled up on him and cut him and pushed him out the window. Right. By redirecting that force lightning back on him, and he got taken out the same way. Y- well. The same hmm. exact way. 
because he couldn't finish it. Because my man Samuel Jackson could have ended this right many yeah. many moons yeah. ago. But that's, but that th- all, that's not mutually that exclusive. The, Those um, two things happened in concert. All the all the Jedi Masters gave her the extra boost too. They gave her the the realization oh, yeah. that she was connected. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, she yeah. had a Mufasa. That was important. I had forgotten about that. was her about Mufasa that. moment. <laughs> with, yeah. You know, both Obi Wan's too. Like both Obi Wan's is talking to you. Mm. Both yeah. of them. <laughs> but. Including including Anakin and, and Anakin and Hayden yeah Anakin and Darth Vader talked to her yeah. too. Well, okay, but, but see, and Kanan Jan is the realist. Well, and I tell you what, actually, you all talking about all this just reinforces another disappointment that I had. So at the end. When Luke and Leah appear, mm-hmm. I'm looking for Ben Solo to appear. That time. Was I will lie. That was uh, he should have been there. Yes, that, he should have. But he not yes. only that, but a mm-hmm. bunch of other people. That Yoda should have been there, not because she was one of his, but because if you're telling me this is the rise of Skywalker, Yoda should have been there. Well, I, 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 I had agree. my man Ewan McGregor standing there with the ill beard and the robe. And you know what else I would have preferred? I would have preferred the refurbished Palpatine so we could see that once he saw the truth, nah, I'm nah, telling you what I nah. would have preferred. I well, didn't I, ask no, y'all. I okay, I'm, I'm telling sorry. you what I would have preferred. <laughs> yeah. Palpa- I, I think you like, could have just gotten away with Ben Solo. With I didn't want to see Luke and Leia there. That was stupid. I didn't want to see him either, but if you have him there, then that but sort of makes you, it work. But see, the whole point of the Force, the balance and duality, and what they've been telling us for eight freaking movies is that when you cross over and you see the truth you are forever changed we needed Palpatine in that moment you wanted him on that wall you, know, you I, needed him I, on I that wall I believe you but, but you were just talking about how much you loved the midichlorians but wait, <laughs> no I was joking hi but it's funny <laughs> It's a, it's a joke. You, you gotta know the difference between Since it. You're listening to you Fantastic just... Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online at WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined by uh, Shereen Nicole That's and my name. Julian Lytle and Mike Lunsford. Julian. I don't know. I, mean, I get you. I think see I think that goes to that Ryan Johnson that were breaking things. Like nah like you know what I'm saying? I heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. There ain't no goodness Darth in Palpatine. Darth Plagueis the wise. No, there thank is you, no goodness you, in Palpatine. Like, he is supposed that's, to be bad. He is the sin. Right. He's the end yeah. of the sin. Now, he was oh truly God. beyond yeah. redemption. No you one know? is beyond redemption. The that's the point. Y'all is oh, just nah. dudes. Y'all are dudes. Palpatine yeah, absolutely dudes. is. No. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been better. He never, yeah. He never redeemed himself. No, not in life. Oh. I think he's always I, supposed to be bad. Y'all make me tired. I'm gonna go to sleep now. Okay. <laughs> Look, Lex Luthor ain't supposed to be good neither. Lex Luthor ain't supposed to be good neither. Lex Luthor ain't good, but Lex Luthor does not prescribe to the duality and the transformative power of the Force. Well, neither but he does represents Palpatine. evil against Superman's goodness. But he okay. does because Palpatine is a big part of the balance of the Force. That's the whole point. Well, you can't ha- in the. Oh. But okay. the whole, but no, but the whole idea, and if you remember, if you that whole bringing balance, balance to the forces, yeah. you eliminate the dark side. Everything, no, no, <laughs> that's how no. you balance it out. That's it's like no, actually, that's not a yeah. state of balance. They, they, no, they've no, they've, they've fixed that. They've said that like that. That's why it keeps going back in this yin and yang fashion. Thank is because you. Because you can't have all good 
or all bad. They That's have to it. balance each other out. There has to be the good and the bad. And so the, and the Palpatine is part of the Force because the Force in, it, in itself is not good or bad. It's the Force. It's the way so that you utilize it. Exactly. So the whole point being <laughs> is that is listen, mm -hmm. what Mike just said is true. So therefore, Palpatine is a lynch was a linchpin in the Force, and when he falls, something else will rise. Yeah, that's the the nature of duality. But what I'm trying, everything that y'all are saying is why I would have wanted to see him there because that to me shows the ultimate power of 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 the journey of good and what happens when you hit the other side. Now, whether y'all agree with me or not, I'm not really concerned with. I'm just okay. telling you. This is what I wanted to see to prove the whole point that the movies were making in the first place. That's personal. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, can I just say that one the, the best scene in that movie though was the one we were talking about initially with that fight between Kylo and Rey, and not because of that. That piece was amazing. Them fighting, the Leia reaching out to him, Leia dying, it hitting Rey, and Rey be essentially realizing, oh God, what have I done? Helping he was now Ben Solo at this point when he came back but that scene with him and Harrison Ford first off I had no idea that Harrison Ford was coming back yeah. nobody did. like mm -hmm. yeah that that scene between the two of them that was a nice it, scene yeah it mm -hmm. mirrors that scene from yes. Force Awakens yes but when he when he <laughs> yes. looks at him and you see the tears in his eyes and he goes dad and he's about to say I love you but he cuts him off and Harrison Ford looks at him and he goes I know no, I yeah. was like oh, <laughs> oh, yeah that, that was, was really cool yeah. but that's what the whole that's y'all that's what the whole thing is about the point that Julian made about about the, the, the reflection of Ray versus Palpatine reflecting Windu versus Palpatine. That's what the whole thing is about. I get it's you. about these two sides, this duality, these reflections. And that's why J.J. Abrams kept bringing those two things back again and again and again. Well, and let me look this up real quick. Hang on. There's something that George Lucas said when he was describing the original trilogy and the prequels. And Abrams did this in the newer, in the newer trilogy, too. And it was he basically called it like ripples that each one of these movies, there was like these hallmark keystone moments and they reflected the other movies. So like the scene in um, Attack of the Clones where Anakin loses his arm was very similar to the scene where Luke loses his hand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like things like that. And then they're echoes of each other and that these these movies did the same thing, too. And that's why the Palpatine fight uh, against Rey and Rey reflecting the lightning back at him and killing him, like that was, that was a reflection of the Windu uh, Palpatine fight. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's I think destruction that's all, that's all, and restoration. Yeah. Exactly, it's mm. all part of the way this universe works and the way that these stories work. And that's honestly, ultimately, that worked for me. That was part of why I liked it so much, is because it. It didn't feel like they were trying to shock you with anything story-wise. It felt like it went where it was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the only but thing that even remotely seemed kind of contrived to me was how they stuck in that little bit about, oh, Leia did get trained. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, I, don't get me they wrong. I was happy, I was happy to see that. There was like yeah. 30 years, man. Okay. There was a well, lot the, of contrivances. The, the, the one, I, the, well, what I felt was, and you know, we're going to have to talk more about this off book, I guess, because I, I that was that was one that I recognized that I was like, wow, I found this particularly grating. Episode oh, 8. Like, no, JJ was in here like, you want to know why she could fly in space and do all this magical stuff? Yeah, well, that's because she, she's she been had trained. trained. Yeah. He had to you know. do it. You have yeah. to put that because, <laughs> like, Ron Johnson just gave her some, doing super force powers, and it's like, bruh, none of the even 
Like Yoda ain't even do none of that stuff. They float, they don't fly. Papa team slash city's never even done flying in space and stuff. I'm like, That's I didn't see him do it. So nah, like yeah, I need CG young Leia and young Luke training to make her mm-hmm. nice with her own little lightsaber. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. He was very much aware of what he was doing and that's why this movie is so overstuffed as people like to say mm. because he was very aware of what he was fixing, excuse me, yeah. and what he was ending. Mm. Because what Ryan Johnson did is a deconstruction. And because Ryan Johnson did a deconstruction, J.J. Abrams was left with the tax, the, the, the task of a rebuild and then a conclusion. That's Herculean in a world like Star Wars. He did two movies in one movie. He he had to fix it. Well, yeah. fortunately, that literally could have been two films. You could have split that up. Into oh, two easily, films. Yeah. And, yeah. But fortunately for everybody, um, you know, we we all love this franchise, and if you're giving the fans, especially the butthurt fanboys, if you're giving them the right stuff, then they will accept it very easily. You know, mm. and um, and that was part of what I saw in terms of, uh, you know, what what it was. You know, it's not I mean, just butthurt fanboys anymore. There's angry critics. <laughs> yeah, I was really <laughs> surprised very about angry. the critics. There's a, there's a whole See, bunch of there's two different. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. I think Shireen hit it dead on dead like dead center nail on the head when she said that. J.J. Abrams was trying to correct, do a course correction after what Ryan Johnson did. Because what did the critics say about uh, Last Jedi? They loved it because they were like, oh, this is fresh and this is a new take and it's adventurous and it's bold. And this uh, Rise of Skywalker was not. But it was the right Star Wars movie. I told her name was crazy. And and critics critics are not, (laughs) critics are there (laughs) there for a good film, not for a good Star Wars movie. And like, that that's my thing is like a critic's like well I didn't like it because of X of Y and Z and I'm like okay cool don't care like it, it, it's fine it's fine because it's not for them it's for the fans it wasn't for critics that's that's my that's my real take I don't even like that mm-hmm. perspective it's you know, sometimes the critics that are talking about things don't know what they're talking about they don't have yeah. the basis in what you're talking about if you can read all these fantasy books and all this other stuff and talk about themes and stuff you need to bring that over to these movies just say this is out of your wheelhouse. You don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. That's fine. I'm a critic, and I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It worked. Ryan Johnson didn't. It he got to read the book. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, you know, certainly there is. Uh, there's plenty to mine uh, for this uh, for this franchise, and uh, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I I'm very curious as I mean, because now it's it's done. It's set in stone, and uh, and you know, we'll just have to, again. We'll have to see how. The fans respond. I mean, at least they're not so upset about Ray anymore. You know, it's like we're upset about some other things, other characters. Anyway, look, that's all the time that we have uh, for this particular episode of Fantastic Forum. I do need to remind you that you can visit the website at fantasticforum.tv because. Hey, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. If you happen to be in the Arlington, Virginia area, you can tune in at 8 p.m. to Arlington Independent Media, Comcast Channel 69, Verizon Fios Channel 38. Also, the show re-airs on Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on WERA 96.7 FM. And uh, you can come back next week, same bat time, same bat station, right here at 4 p.m. And uh, also, we're on the Great Geek Refuge. We haven't put any new episodes up for the podcast lately, but I promise those are coming. So, uh, hey, 
Have a great rest of your weekend. Stick around for uh, Ethiodiaspora, which is coming up right after this show.